South African stocks continue their all-time high record and Somalia inflation eases. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The entry of new retail brands and expansion of the retail sector in Uganda is facing a number of challenges. While there's a positive outlook for consumer spending in Uganda over 2023 with real household spending growth accelerating to 6.2% year-on-year, there are factors like inflation and interest rates that will both be elevated over 2023 and eat into disposable income. Players in the sector say there are a number of things that the government needs to do to ease entry and retention of brands that enter the country. Judy Rugasira, Managing Director, Night Frank Uganda, in this episode highlights some of the hoops retailers have to jump. Things are already tough as it is. Um, we know that the economy is going to take a bit of a, of a beating, or has already taken a beating, uh, the whole of last, last year. We know that public indebtedness across the region really is at its highest point ever. Uh, we know that the cost of borrowing has increased uh, both locally and globally, uh, interest rates keep going up, partly as, as a way of curbing uh, inflation rates, uh, but also because of the cost of borrowing money uh, from, from uh, international banks or, or foreign banks. So we are seeing a lot of um, headwinds ahead. And we feel that there are certain things that government could do to make the lives of investors in the real estate sector slightly easier. The first one is to do with UNBS, for example. We strive very hard to bring retailers into the country. They come into the country, example, uh, Elsie Waikiki, Aldo, um, Mr. Price, Century Cinemax, whoever else you want to, to mention. They come into the country, um, they, they agree to actually come and roll out five different uh, shops in the different shopping centers, but it's literally impossible for them to get their, their goods in. Why? Because of their requirements with their international accredit- with their accreditation with UNBS. International accreditations are not accepted. ISO standard certifications are not accepted. But, you know, if those are not, then what is, you know? and, and the, the UNBS accreditation, Ugandan local accreditation standards are not really that clear. So if you're telling us that ISO is not good enough and, and other, you know, SANS um, is not also accepted, then what is? And there isn't an international lab here, there isn't a lab here that can test those goods in order to meet the standards that are required. So a retailer would have to take back those goods to an international lab, nearest one usually being Dubai or South Africa, and it doesn't cost less than $10,000 per trailer, per per, uh, container. So you're finding that the frustrations for retailers are becoming really difficult for them to to stomach, and a lot of them are deciding, it's too much trouble to do business in Uganda, why don't we just go to Kenya or Rwanda or any other country? way it's so much easier for us to go in and do business. The ease of doing business is just being frustrated. So we're finding that um, challenges like that, if they could be you know, eased, then we would have more joy in getting more retailers into the country than getting their containers in a trading now. Not only do you test one container of the same, one sample of a container, 
even if you're importing 10 containers of the same uh, good, which is shirts, but one container has red shirts, another container has blue shirts, another container has white shirts, you have got to take a sample out of the entire 10 containers. It's ridiculous, you know? It really is. Um, and, and then they tell you that you must do a lab test on, you know, a cinema screen. Now, how do you get accreditation on a cinema screen? Because it's different components put together. You don't purchase one screen, you know? So there are very many things that they're not really thinking through. And if they did, it would make our lives easier and make the lives of our retailers easier. Because on the one hand, they're trying to grow tax revenue. And on the other hand, they're frustrating the people that would be the taxpayers. And in the end, frustrating the sector as a whole. The other one is um, the issue of rental income tax and the allowable expenses. Um, if, if they could um, consider uh, interest rates also as allowable expenses or finance costs, I think it would make a huge difference to property investors. But um, when you do the numbers at the end of the day, it's beginning to become debatable as to whether that is really a good investment to be getting involved in right now, given the, um, the outgoings and the expenses and the taxation regimes that are being levied on, on real estate, and um, if that really bodes well for the sector. So those are just some of the two areas that I would like to highlight, um, whereby we feel government needs to take a deeper look at and a deeper dive if they're going to incentivize the sector to pick up, especially in these difficult times. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the executive board of the IMF concluded a combined second and third review under the ECF arrangement for Uganda. Further, the board granted a waiver of non-observance of performance criterion on the stock of net international reserves of the Bank of Uganda. The completion of the combined second and third reviews allowed an immediate disbursement equivalent to SDR 180.5 million, about $240 million, bringing the aggregate disbursement to date to $625 million. The ECF arrangement for Uganda for 722 million SDR, about 200% of the quarter, or about $1 billion, was approved by the executive board on June 28, 2021 aiming to support near-term response to COVID-19 pandemic and boost more inclusive private sector-led long-term growth. Reforms focus on creating fiscal space for priority social spending, preserving debt sustainability, strengthening governance and enhancing the monetary and financial sector frameworks. The Ghana authorities have managed to preserve macroeconomic stability while sustaining the post-COVID recovery, despite rising pressure from global shocks and successive domestic shocks, including new public health challenges. The economy is projected to grow by 5.3% in the financial year 2022-2023, revised from 6% at the time of the first review in March 2022, while headline inflation is expected to rise to 8.3%, marked up from 4.6% at the first review. The annual inflation rate in Somalia is for the fifth straight month to 6.1% in December of 2022, down from 6.4% in November and a 16.5-year high of 7.7% in July. This is the lowest reading since March of 2022 as prices continue to soften, mostly for food and non-alcoholic beverages and tobacco. Prices continue to fall for miscellaneous goods and services, furnishings, household and maintenance, transport, education, uh, clothing and footwear. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went down by 0.5% after increasing by 0.1% in the prior month. South Africa's annual inflation rate 
while 7.2% in December of 2022, down from 7.4% in the prior month as expected, but still above the upper limit of the South African Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6%. It's the softest reading since last May, as prices continue to slow down primarily for transportation. Slower increases were also seen for food and non-alcoholic beverages, restaurants and hotels, alcoholic beverages and tobacco, and housing and utilities. The annual core inflation, which excludes prices of food, non-alcoholic beverages, fuel and energy, is to 4.9% in December, from an over five and a half year high of 5% in November. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.4% following a 0.3% rise in the prior month and slightly above market forecasts of a 0.3% increase. And a quick look at the market. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was trading higher at around 79,880 on Wednesday. A fresh record high, mainly boosted by resource-linked stocks, financials and tech stocks. Market sentiment has been supported by optimism about China's economy and hopes of softer rate hikes by major central banks. Meanwhile, investors and analysts watch for clues out of Davos on policy developments in 2023. Locally, there's growing frustration over load shading. The government and state-owned ESCOM are facing legal challenges on multiple fronts over the ongoing outages that continue to worsen, disrupting the country's economic activity. On the data front, South Africa's headline inflation rate eased to a seven-month low of 7.2% in December, as expected. Retail sale numbers for November were also due. Thank you for always waking up with us from 700 cities and 112 countries. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at Withadong. Dong.